Hello, this is Alex, and you are listening to Equity Monday for October 12th, 2020. Welcome to fall from out here on the East Coast, where it is quickly becoming far, far too cold for my tastes. But good news for you and I, there is still lots going on in the tech world. So here is what you need to know today. First up, TechCrunch reported this morning that Twilio has confirmed its purchase of Segment for $3.2 billion in what the company calls Twilio Class A common stock on a fully diluted and cash-free, debt-free basis. More on that deal in just a moment. Second, the five eyes, namely the US, UK, New Zealand, Canada, and Australia, along with India and Japan, are arguing that end-to-end encryption needs to be compromised to allow for greater governmental access. I have yet to hear from any cybersecurity person ever who doesn't work for a government who thinks that this is a good idea. Third, Politico reports that antitrust regulators at the state and federal level are considering, quote, whether to force the company to sell its dominant Chrome browser and parts of its lucrative advertising business. The chance that Google gets broken up still feels low, though the rising level of chatter and its increasingly tightening policy focus is worth considering as we think about the tech industry, startup, and otherwise in 2021. Before we start, you can follow Equity on Twitter at EquityPod or myself where I go by at Alex. And with that, let's begin. All right, well, over this weekend, it was all Segment and Twilio. So news broke Friday that Twilio might buy Segment for three-ish billion dollars. Now, Twilio is an API-focused former unicorn that went public back in 2016. I'm sure that you've heard of it. And really, Twilio serves the same role for API-delivered startups that Salesforce did for SaaS startups back in the day. TechCrunch's Ron Miller reported on Sunday that the deal could be announced today, which it was, and could be worth between $3 and $4 billion, which it was. Segment's APIs collect customer data from a variety of sources to provide what Ron Miller called, quote, a single view of the customer. Now, Segment was a very wealthy company, to be clear. The startup most recently raised a $175 million Series D in April of 2019, so just over a year ago. Segment's investors include Excel, Meritech, GV, Y Combinator, Thrive Capital, eVentures, New Enterprise Associates, and General Catalyst, and that's not a complete list. So the reward for this particular exit is going to make a large number of venture backers rather happy. So congrats to all you guys. You are now a bit more rich. The confirmation this morning that Twilio will indeed buy the late stage startup caps the kind of weekend news cycle that we just saw. But I'll throw in one more thing just for fun. Forbes interviewed Twilio CEO Jeff Lawson on Sunday, who said that telephony, what Twilio has historically done via APIs, was merely, quote, an entry point to later build what he said was a, quote, comprehensive platform for customer engagement. Hold on to that phrase. We're coming back to it. All right, now over to funding rounds. We have uh, three this morning, all of which are pretty neat and I'm pretty excited about. So uh, we're going to kick it off close to home and then we're going to go international. First up, AirKit, which came out of stealth in the last couple of days, announced that it has raised $28 million since its formation back in 2017, according to Forbes. Now, that's not a lot of money per se, but the company operates in the low-code space, something that TechCrunch has been investigating in recent quarters, so it caught our eye. Now, who has put the capital into AirKit? Well, Emergence Capital, Excel, and Salesforce Ventures, three firms we've actually heard quite a lot from, it feels like, in the last couple of quarters. So what does AirKit do? Well, its low-code service wants to help with customer engagement. So we think uh, Twilio will buy it in roughly three years. Now, 
Leaving the United States, let's talk about Thailand's Flash Express, which just announced a $200 million raise, which TechCrunch reports was put together to, quote, double down on a rapidly growing market spurred by demand due to the coronavirus pandemic. Well, what does Flash Express do? They do on-demand delivery. And you know what? That's been a really hot market since most of the world headed home to stay put and stay out of the public fray thanks to COVID-19. So to see more capital raised for players in that space is really not surprising. So who put the money to work here? Well, two parts of the Thai conglomerate, PTT, took part in the transaction, along with Durbel and Krungsri Finovate, two more conglomerates from the area, and I probably butchered at least one of those. My apologies, it's early. The door-to-door pickup and delivery service delivers more than 1 million parcels a day, according to TC, about double its volume from a year ago, so that's quite a lot of packages and good growth. Flash Express has raised around $400 million to date, inclusive of this round. And finally, in our funding round review weekend section of fun, Bangalore-based Razorpay has put together $100 million more million, which values the company at a little bit over the billion-dollar mark. So, Razorpay, welcome to the Unicorn Club. Collect your hat and your horn, and then go lose money for five years and then try to go public. We'll see how that goes. The Series D finance startup is a fintech player that handles online payments for companies both large and small, along with newer work in both corporate credit and banking, according to our reporting. Singapore's sovereign wealth fund GIC and Sequoia India co-led the round, which also saw participation from Ribbit Capital, unsurprising given the fintech focus, Tiger Global, unsurprising given the round size, Y Combinator, that was a surprise, and Matrix Partners. And that's our funding review for today. Now, it's early where I am, so don't don't hold me to some of these numbers just in case they change before the market's actually open. But stocks are set to rise sharply this morning here in the U.S., and not just shares in companies like Twilio, which is going to gain you know around 4% according to the current data we have. Now, what matters is that stocks were up in China today. They were up in Europe today, and they're set to open much higher here in the U.S. as well. So it kind of feels like the good times in the public markets are going to continue this week. It's a really great note to start on. Now, it's hard to say what this will all mean for the IPO market in the short term. We've been talking about IPOs a lot in the last couple of months because there have been a lot of IPOs in the last couple of months. But now we're in something of what feels like a lull with big names like Airbnb on the sidelines to some degree. But will there be enough time after the impending American election for companies to squeeze in a 2020 IPO? I don't know, maybe. But if not, will they go sooner? Will they go before the election? The closer we get to the polls, however, which are about three weeks away, the less I expect to see new offerings. The old wisdom was that going public during an election year at all was too close to uncertainty for comfort. The election is now next month. Is that too close? I don't want to say yes, because 2020 has proved me wrong enough times for me to not have a lot of confidence in my projections. For private companies, however, strong public markets keep the waters warm for VCs raising new funds and startups arguing for strong valuations or, you know, exit multiples to larger acquiring companies. So it is cold out there today. So chilly, in fact, that I am currently wearing socks. But the tech business world is still looking good and warm, even if we could see a dip in public market debut volume. And that was Equity Money for October 12th, 2020. We appreciate you starting your week with us. We are back Thursday afternoon, unless something very, very big happens. Like Airbnb, you know, really filing to go public instead of just saying that they have done so on a private basis. Follow the show on Twitter at EquityPod or myself on Twitter at Alex. We will see you Thursday. Bye.